Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this edition of Inside Today's Country, we catch up with Sons of Daughters. Their brand new single is called I Picture You. We'll talk about the duo's success over the past year, where they were before country music, some interesting jobs they've had in the past, and what's the first thing they like to eat when they come back to Canada from Nashville? Tim Hortons. Oh yeah, Timmy Hose. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> I almost just went through the drive-thru, but I didn't think you want to hear my Oh favorite. no, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> All that and more as we go inside today's country with Sons of Daughters next. You Well, it's a uh, pleasure to welcome these two to Inside Today's Country. Welcome, Sons of Daughter. Hello, folks. Hi there. Hey, how you doing? How has life been for you guys? Because, wow, uh, you know, last year, just kind of all of a sudden just popped into the scene and boom. So what's life been like for you guys? Crystal and I have been doing music for such a long time. It's just, uh, it's funny, you stay underground for a while and you kind of develop your material. And, yeah, we were really fortunate to put something out that connected last year. And it just led to a lot of great great uh, opportunities for us so tell us a little bit about how long you you and crystal have been doing what you've been doing i think we've been a band for about seven years um (laughs) yeah you know seven years and then but really it only feels like one because we uh we were just kind of like finding our way the whole time and then uh we we kind of i don't know we just we went down to nashville and uh got in a bunch of rooms with a bunch of amazing writers and really kind of helped us hone our craft and we feel like we're at a point now where we can put out music that we're proud of. And what's it like for uh, a duo like yourselves being in, uh, you know, Canadian music? There's not a lot of duos floating around. It's good. Like, I feel like we kind of stand out. There's something a little bit unique and, and different about us. And, I mean, we wouldn't really have it any other way. Where are, your, uh, where are you guys drawing from? What's your experiences? Who are the artists that you're, you know, you're looking at? Uh, who do you guys listen to when you're not doing your own music? Uh, I listen to a lot of stuff. I mean, in country music and outside of country music. But in country music, I always kind of find myself attracted to kind of like Eric Church kind of thing where there's like a storytelling. And I really love the way um, he kind of brings a swampy element into his music, but we also have a lot of pop of influences. So mm-hmm. I don't think we're, I don't think we're really like anybody else. I think we kind of do our own thing and, uh, we're just hoping that that connects continues to at least. Yeah. We both come from very different backgrounds. Like we both, uh, were introduced to, to country in our own way. And, um, but we also grew up listening to a lot of different music. Like Jimmy used to be in a metal band and I used to be in an industrial band. And, uh, I mean, we, both have a love for songwriting and when we came together we were this is the sound that we created okay so tell me what an industrial band is because i know what a metal band is but i don't know what an industrial band is yeah it's like nine inch nails that kind of stuff would be considered industrial nine inch nails marilyn manson rob zombie that kind of stuff where it's a bit more i don't know if you'd say melodic but there's there's definitely a lot more electronic elements to industrial music mm-hmm 
And yeah. man, how did it, how did you make the jump? Both of you make the jump from, you know, metal industrial to country. Well, I think coming out of it, um, Chris and I, you know, Chris and I bonded on a whole bunch of bands and, uh, I think just, it really happened naturally. I mean, my, I guess my guitar playing kind of catered towards this swampy kind of sound. And, um, I, I think it kind of inspired a certain type of me melody. And then when Crystal and I started coming up with stuff, it just naturally became this kind of storytelling, swampy, boot stomping kind of music. And, you know, that was about seven years ago and we've come a long way, but, but that was really opened the door for us. And, um, we just, you know, I guess over the course of that time, we really found our sound and kind of honed in on it. And, uh, but that was where it started off. So it's almost like a lot of those like hard rock riffs. I think mm -hmm. when you translate them to um, acoustic guitars and you just bend the strings, it sounds swampy. It sounds country. I like that. I like the swampy sound. Have you ever been to the swamps? Uh, I just spent uh, Halloween this year down in New Orleans and we did a, a, a bayou tour, which was, it was really cool. Tell me a little bit more about that. What was it like for you? Uh, it was awesome. It's, it was like um, an environment I'd never seen before. It's exactly as you would picture it. There's something like haunting about it, something really beautiful about it. And, uh, and it's very alive. There's like there's something about New Orleans that has a bit of like a magic in the air. And, mm -hmm. you know, they say it's the voodoo capital of the world. And you can kind of sense that when you're down there. It's just there's some sort of magic. And and I don't know, like I I when true blood was out, I was obsessed with true blood and the whole Louisiana swamp kind of stuff. And, uh, and it, it's exactly that. And I mean, it was so cool cause we're riding around on these, um, hovercrafts and there's alligators everywhere and, and beautiful birds. And, and yeah, it was really cool, really cool experience. And the food apparently is amazing in New Orleans. Yeah. We ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Those beignets, they get you. I, that's what I hear. That's like the thing to eat, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's like, I'm not a donut person really, but there's something different about beignets because they go with like a really nice cup of coffee and they're, yeah, it's nice. It's just, it's part of the experience. Tell us a little bit about touring with Sons of Daughters. We're, we're in airports and, you know, we'll go, you know, talk about the band, talk about what we want to do. Um, it's a, it's a great time on planes. I do a lot of like, um, personal stuff. Like I'll sit down you know, on the plane, I'll meditate for a little bit. I might write a song on my phone, like some lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's lots of hotel time. And uh, but yeah, it, it's funny. Like we we were talking the other day. We had like this forty five minute set, and I think a lot of people will be like, "Well, you guys like just come out here and do forty five minutes, and then your day's done." That's so you like work for forty five minutes a day. But <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like that at face value, but there's so many little things that go into it, and. Uh, you know, by no means is it a complaint. We're so grateful to be able to do this. They're full days. Where did the name come from? We kept getting compared, man. We like, all these people would always say, oh, you guys sound like the love child of Dolly Parton and, you know, Steve yeah. Earle or like Keith Urban and this person. So we we're, we're like, we kept getting this uh, comparative thing and they would always say we're the child of this and that. So like, oh, well, I guess we're like the sons of daughters of our musical influences. Who are your musical influences now, by the way? Oh, so many people. I, I mean, mean we've, within, we've talked I, about Eric Church, but who are your musical influences? Yeah, like, I mean, with also, too, like, you know, I'm really a big fan of the Cadillac 3. I really love their kind of um, spin on things. I felt like when I got into country, I came from a lot of pop music. Um, so when I heard stuff like, you know, Keith Urban, Somebody Like You, and I heard those guitars and um, just the energy coming off that music, I was like, man, I think I could do this. This is really cool. And um, but yeah, like outside of me, outside of country music like i grew up with michael jackson 
mm-hmm. it's like melody and and um yeah i don't know crystal how about you i uh it's for i have a weird kind of background in music but when i first started listening to music it was very it was all musicals i was i was in church choirs as a kid and um one of my first musical experiences was uh with uh with a musical my parents took me to a musical so i was really into that and then when i was 16 i discovered led zeppelin and that led me down a long 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 journey of discovering 70s rock and roll and mm. i pretty much would only listen to the stones and zeppelin and crosby stills and nash and that kind of stuff mm. and then that that one day kind of carried on into more you know modern music like i remember when the first bands that really made me step away from 70s rock was uh queens of the stone age and nine inch nails and and then i also grew up listening to 90s country with my mom like my mom would always played in the kitchen so i have like a a deep love for like early reba and the juds mm-hmm. and then and our, our my musical influences changed so much since we moved to nashville just discovering like the caliber of of songwriters down there and and these geniuses that just get into a room and can craft like just a an amazing song that makes you feel so much so I mean, I'm a super big fan of a lot of today's country now, which which was like some of the new Thomas Rhett stuff that like you, mm-hmm. the stuff that you listen to that just the stories kind of make you cry. I'm 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 definitely moved by music that makes me feel some of the great music from the 1970s is still music that I mean, it, it, it still is like holds true for today. The classic rock stuff, it's still the 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 meaning and the 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 lyrics and the stories of those songs are still, you know, prevalent for today i mean it just never dies like look they brought back aerosmith to the grammys this year you know and mm-hmm. it's like they killed it you know they they kind of like can blow everybody out of the water in that rock and roll sense and uh yeah i'm a huge fan of it i mean it's i'd i'd never turn it off if it's on the radio and jimmy i totally agree with you on the michael jackson thing by the way i'd sit there with like headphones on as a baby yeah. and i have that i can't remember what record it was i think it was the thriller record with like the white the white tiger on it <laughs> yeah that was thriller yep Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That's just—it's just epic. I mean, how many of us uh, rolled that thing back in our Walkmans in the day until it, you know, just didn't sound right anymore? Hey, man, don't break, don't make me break out my yellow Walkman. <laughs> wow, I'll do you one better. I had the silver Walkman <laughs> that Damn, I had, dude. that okay. had like nine batteries in it. Well, okay, so I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm talking to a seasoned professional. Oh yeah, so yeah. Careful. And you knew, you knew, when uh, you know, you, you you turned, you were became sad when all of a sudden the batteries start to, you know, die and the song would slow down and you're like, no, this is my favorite part of the song. Uh, totally. Yeah. How is uh, you know life for you guys now with the success that you've had over the last uh, year and uh, you know what what are you hearing from your fans? You know. We- you know, for the longest time, I you know I was a waiter, and uh, my dream is always to do music for a living, and I'm now able to do that. And so it's uh, it's just amazing, man. Like we love doing music, and we love making it, performing it, mm-hmm. traveling. Um, the whole lifestyle is geared just perfectly. So I, I I just I remember that whenever I'm about to complain about something or say, oh man, you know this is this or whatever, mm-hmm. I just it's we're really lucky to be doing what we're doing. What's the best and worst experience you ever had as being a waiter? I got, you know what? You want to know the truth, man? I got a Yelp review, and it's probably out there in the ether somewhere that says Jimmy T, worst server in Vancouver. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, we're thinking about putting it in a bio. Crystal, what did you do before this? I mean, right before we moved to Nashville, I was also a server. Um, I left a job. I was in a, you know, I was in real estate, actually. Really? So, yeah, I was working for a project sales and marketing group in the Okanagan selling condominiums. So I, I got into that with my dad. It was, I don't know, I, I've been working since I was like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always wanting to work. And when I was 16, I worked at a, a video store for many years. And then I managed a beer and wine store. And then I was in real estate. And then I got this opportunity. I got signed with Universal with a project. And I ended up leaving the the career-esque, you know, real estate job to pursue music full time. And it's just, it's been that way ever since. Let's talk about the brand new single. The title is? I Picture You. Let's talk about that song. How did it come to be? So we wrote that down in Nashville, maybe, I don't know, nine months ago. And um, it was just one of those songs where we started, whenever we get excited about a tune that we're right in the room, we always will incorporate it into our next show or or one of the next shows. And uh, so we started playing that and it just felt really good. And um, yeah, just, you know, like over the course of time when the label was asking for songs and what do you guys got for the next single? We pulled out a whole bunch of stuff and it just rose rose to the top. And um, yeah, it's kind of a song about um, remembering back about, you know, an old relationship and maybe wondering, you know, you're thinking about somebody, just wondering if uh, they think about you ever. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing for 2020? There's some tour dates I see and you're hanging with some folks. So we're going to be busy this year. Big time, man. We, it's already got off uh, to the races. We just got off the Tebe the tour, uh, which was amazing. Um, yeah, I had a blast on that. We did a bunch of dates in Alberta and Megan Patrick tour. And then we got to go, we got a show. We got a sold out Commodore show in Vancouver with, uh, Jojo Mason. And, uh, yeah, we've got lots of festival stuff coming in. So it's going to be busy right, right through the summer. And the Commodore is a great place to play. It's been a dream of, uh, mine and crystals for forever. I mean, growing up in Vancouver, you know, I don't know how many shows I've seen seen at that place and mm-hmm. this is going to be our first time playing it so it's a it's going to be a special night for sure what is the uh, number one show that uh, you know brings back memories from when you were younger i was a big 90s rocker guy so i i loved i, I saw incubus in seattle mm-hmm. and uh i think hoobastank opened for them and it was like okay this is awesome um, <laughs> hoobastank there's a name i haven't heard for a long time <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right crystal i, mean, I- I have a bunch come to mind. I mean, my one of the most like profound shows I ever saw was the, the first time I saw Nine Inch Nails. And I, I actually wasn't going to see them. I went to go see the opener and I was completely blown away. Like I was just blown away by their show in in like completely when it came to like the live performance to like mm-hmm. just the visuals, the light show, like everything was just so mind blowing. But I mean, I, I feel like so many people have just blown me away. I don't know. Aerosmith, The Nine Inch Nails, Elton John, they were all incredible. I mean, when I was a kid, I saw Oasis, and I <laughs> I got a little messed up and like couldn't even get out of my seat. That was one of like, the most memorable concerts I'd ever been as a kid. So, I don't know. Who do you guys want to connect with and perform and, and uh, you know learn from in 2020? I'd love to get in the room. I got a bunch of... Um... Like, there's a bunch of songwriters. I've always been, like, a very much behind-the-scenes kind of person. Like, I, I've always been in bands, but I've always admired. Like, when I when I bought a CD, the first thing I'd do is rip off the cellophane, look at all the credits, mm-hmm. see who did see who did what in the in the background. So, I mean, I would love to work with um, 
a bunch of different producers and songwriters. You know, like like Jaron Johnson from the Cadillac Three. I just really love what he does. So he's got this sort of cool band that he's in that he can write this kind of rock and country. And then he goes and writes, you know, pop songs, pop pop country songs with Keith Urban and stuff like that. So a guy like that really intrigues me. They can do both of those um, sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I would love to just like I would love to get in the room with guys like Dan Huff who have been responsible for some of the biggest country records um, out there and just be able to sit like be a fly on the wall, watch those guys. Um, in terms of an artist, hmm, Crystal, who would you like to work with? I don't know. My my mind went straight to songwriting too. I mean, like okay. we don't have we don't have anything unless we're writing, you know, the best songs we can write. And living in Nashville, you know, songwriters kind of become the same as as rock stars yeah, too. The, the, you know, yeah. because you start to see that actually the people behind the scenes are are uh, just as important as the people performing the songs. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to keep going with our. Uh, just you know, just with our also our Canadian country, like um, our friends up here, like it just feels so good to like be asked to be, you know, to go on tour with Tavi and that we're joining Megan this week. Like she's she's a really good friend of ours, so I just want to keep doing that, like keep building the the community. When you come back to Canada, what's the first thing you'll eat? Tim Hortons. Oh yeah, Timmy Hose. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> How did I? I mean, I almost just went through the drive-through, but I didn't think you'd want to hear my. Oh story. no, that would have been hilarious. Oh no. Oh man, that would that would have been <laughs> fabulous. Hey man, careful what you wish for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what piece of advice would you give uh, an up-and-comer? Uh, you know, there's maybe a duel that is uh, on the way next. Uh, what advice would you give them from what you guys have gone through? Well, I'd say just like do it for the right reasons. You know, like obviously I think, you know, when I was like really young, I was like, man, I want to be a rock star. Look, they get, they always get the girl and they, you know, they, they have all this money and blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe that was the original thing for me, but it just quickly, I realized that like music's a passion of mine. And so if I, if it was just about the money for me, I would have quit years ago. And it's the kind of thing, it's one of those careers where it can take you. I mean, literally it's almost taken 20 years for to have any success so it's like Mm -hmm. if you don't have a full-fledged passion for something i would spend your time trying to find that because it's hard out there and um but it's it's rewarding when you do find it yeah i mean some of the best advice i've gotten going like on our journey is one was not to rely solely on your talent i mean talent's a huge part of it but another huge part of it is drive and you have to work you have to work harder than you than you've ever worked you have to be able to handle the the disappointments like there's going to be discouraging times and I remember uh, a piece of advice I got was make sure you know the first the first and second third walls you hit to make sure that you climb over them because it's the people that climb over the walls that they hit that make it mm-hmm. so just just to have that perseverance the endurance and then also just keep writing like write 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 all the time and always you know try to write the best you can and uh and and then everything jimmy said you know just make sure you're doing it because you love it awesome where do you uh find yourselves on social media it's uh sons of daughters uh our website sonsofdaughters.com instagram is at sons of daughters twitter is at sons of daughters and facebook is uh sons of daughters music you guys thanks for spending some time with us 
I'm sorry we didn't get to go through the drive-thru together, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm also very sad we didn't get to Oh, uh, you know, together. I missed out on my... Tim- well, on my... That's the last time I'm going to be- try to be... Yeah, miss out on my double-double. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, guys, congratulations with the new song. Uh, good luck with the uh, tour with Megan, and uh, good luck to everything for you guys in, in 2020. I hope it's another great year for you guys. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate you, dude. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.